Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host, Danny Smith, and today we welcome into the spotlight Paul Thompson with Flint Hill Resources. Based in Wichita, Kansas, Flint Hill Resources is an independent company and wholly owned subsidiary of Coke Industries, one of the largest private companies in America. According to Forbes magazine, the estimated annual revenues of Coke Industries are as high as $100 billion. Coke is in more than 50 plus countries and implies, employs about 120,000 folks across the world. Joining us today from the Peru, Illinois location is Mr. Paul Thompson. Paul is a training and development specialist. He's also the uh, chairperson of the Safe Start Steering Committee at his location in Illinois. And there they produce expandable polystyrene, or EPS for short. Paul has been with them for about uh, 16 years, and he started out as an operator for eight years, then uh, shift supervisor for six years or so. He's also an active member of their confined space rescue team, uh, the hazmat team, and he's also a medical first responder. And he's just a heck of a nice guy, too. I had the opportunity to meet him in person, person back a few months back. Uh, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Danny. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you again. Greatly honored to be here today. Well, it's certainly my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I, I always enjoy those uh, times we get to talk with folks who, well, they're just aren't afraid to get their hands dirty when it comes to safety. And, and Paul certainly qualifies as that. So let me set the scene just a little bit here for our listener. Paul and his team implemented Safe Start to around 100 folks, but first they had to overcome some obstacles, including Paul himself. Uh, Paul, you had one of our folks come by for, I guess you would say, a sales pitch, but uh, you weren't exactly sold. Uh, so if you don't mind, just kind of pick it up from there. Uh, well, Danny, uh, like all of us, um, I bought a car before. And, uh, <laughs> When it comes to safety, you know, you, uh, you hear a lot of sales pitches and uh, everything sounds good up front and uh, it, it, you're going to make your plant safer, you're going to get these kind of numbers, they all kind of sound the same after time and, you know, after being on the site at that time was, you know, a little over 10 years, you just kind of heard it all before. Um, yeah. And that, uh, it wasn't until the... Uh, the workshop and uh, yours truly being you or my <laughs> trainer uh, completely turned my opinion around uh, but how we got there is is part of the exciting journey absolutely and you had picked uh, several folks to come with you to the workshop if I remember right uh, you had six folks total um, and as, as you as you said, not my words, your words, you said you picked the six most stubborn people in the plant, including yourself. Uh, you had, uh, what, three managers and supervisors and then three union shop employees. Is that right? You are exactly correct. Um, I knew to get, because uh, like myself, everybody's heard the safety sales pitch before. So I knew that if I could bring the most stubborn uh, also, the most safety conscious individuals we had in the plant, and I could get them turned around, um, and they could get, you know, they would buy in and be convinced we would have one uh, heck of a successful program. And, Absolutely. Uh, and it turned out that it actually did just that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, as you said, I was the trainer for, for your group, and uh, 
I re I do recall that just really healthy skepticism there. Uh, and your idea though was that if we could get this group to buy in, uh, including you yourself, then that would really make for a successful implementation. Uh, and I always say that, you know, Safe Start is a, a great tool just to get at employees' hearts and minds. So having trainers that are really bought in is, is truly essential. And I think that's another reason that, that you were able to, to get such success because you, you were able to get that team on board. And, and bought in probably isn't exactly the correct term. <laughs> um, when we uh, came back from, because uh, we took our training session in Milwaukee, right. uh, I would call it, they were very, very passionate, uh, almost to the point of extremely passionate about it and getting everybody to the same level that, of education that we came home with. Yeah, we talked earlier about uh, some of the things that, that we might want to discuss today. And I, I think one of the, the big things you touched on was just the resistance that that you and your team faced. And, you know, talk a little bit about some of the, the resistance that you expected and did face within your organization. Well, uh, like you said, uh, like we've repeated a couple of times, um, this was a uh, tough plant. Um, we've had some individuals who've been on site for a long, long time. So in our uh, first committee meeting before we started implementing training, um, we knew we were a little around the edges when it came to training specifically because, you know, this was a first time for a few and um, good practice for others. But we, um, I guess you could say we targeted somewhat the second most stubborn people in the plant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, we, uh, we pulled them out of the shits and uh, got them involved and got them participating in some uh, interesting fashions. Great, great. Uh, and you mentioned that some of your folks had seen a lot of uh, kind of flavor of the month type things that kind of came and went there. And, uh, and you know, you... <laughs> I, I seem to recall you also mentioned that some of it just seemed to be like you were recycling the same old formats uh, or same old ideas in just a new format. And it kind of gave everybody that, uh, well, we've been there, done that, seen that kind of approach there. But uh, I remember you told me as well that you, you had a really, really interesting conversation with your plant manager about what you felt like was going to be needed to ensure that Safe Start really had the support that was needed to to accomplish the goals that you had set out for it. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, uh, that is also correct. Uh, once we came home and had our first steering committee meeting and we got some ideas together, uh, I went directly to the plant manager and I said, if you want this program to be successful, um, you have to uh, take the leash off um, and just follow me, um, let me do my thing and I'll uh, make it successful. I just, all I need you to do is back me up. That's and cool. uh, we had a little conversation about that. And he's got, and, uh, his, his words were, you have my full support, do what you need to do. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, and, and I guess as well, just saying that he not only said that, but he did that, right. He did support you in this and, and helped you to, to kind of get over the top, if you will. So, Walk us through the next steps a bit here. You've assembled your team. Uh, you've gone through the, the workshop. You've got them 
uh, as you said, just not just bought in, but really passionate about the the process. Uh, and then specifically, as you said, you, you went down and you started looking at kind of that next group there and you actually sought out uh, what a good friend of ours, Kevin Cobb, calls the, the cave people or the citizens against virtually everything. And you, you kind of targeted them as, as being the, the next folks that you wanted to win over. And that's, uh, I'll be honest, most people don't start with the, if you pardon the expression, the kind of the tough nuts to crack there, but you, you decided that was a part of your strategy to going into this, right? Uh, I'm always open for a challenge. And, uh, if you can, uh, well, obviously with a site of only a hundred people, you know, everyone fairly, yeah. well. um, it's, it's relatively easy to do. And, um, you know, you know how people are and you know their methods and you know how to uh, get them to respond in different fashions. Yeah. So I, uh, I targeted a couple of the most difficult ones and the results were very, very interesting. I bet. You know, and these aren't bad folks. I don't want the listeners to get the wrong impression here. These are not bad folks. It's just that uh, these folks have been there and sometimes they've been there, done that, and seen that, if you will. So I, I can understand. I've, I've had them uh, in my classes before as well. So what were some of the things there that you did to, to really just kind of inspire them and win them over? Um, so uh, to start, um, we had uh, we started some uh, family events because obviously one of the goals of Safe Start is it's not uh, successful if you don't share it with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. So we started some family events, and uh, when you get the family members there, um, you can get an idea of if the employee is in fact sharing Safe Start with their family. Sure. And then uh, the the best example I got without naming names was our uh, fly guy, um, really hard worker. He's an extremely hard worker. He's an extremely passionate worker. Very, very hard, you know, doesn't like, doesn't accept change very. So, you know, he just got used to the old safety program. Why do I need another one? We'd have conversations about it. And, you know, I'd throw in the small quips here and there about Safe Start and how you can apply Safe Start to your job. And he always gave me the impression that he, you know, didn't care or wasn't paying attention until it, you know, that second family event when I started talking to his family members and they're using Safe Start terminology and they're telling me <laughs> Safe Start stories. And his, uh, his, his kids, his grandkids are sending me Safe Start pictures and sending me Safe Start videos and sending me Safe Start stories. And his wife is doing the same thing. And giving me a safe start story about, you know, driving to the Y and how she self-triggered on rushing and complacency. And I'm like, you know, I had to think to myself at that time, did my, did my plan really work? And <laughs> did by inadvertently not pushing safe start onto someone who had seen it all, done it all and didn't want to take on a new thing. I did in fact get it to the point where he brought it home and shared it with his family. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the other things that you have done and some of the creative things that you have done with uh, family events, because it sounds like you and your steering committee have done a fantastic job just uh, not only getting people to reach out to the families, but also some things corporately that you have done as well to, to reach those folks and, and to try to help 
the employees reach their families with the message of Safe Start. So we have a Safe Start sponsored picnic every year, except for this year, obviously COVID put a damper on that. We have a somewhat themed uh, Safe Start picnic every year, and we have like a uh, beanbag toss, or we rent out the local pool, and it gives us a chance to go over different ways to apply Safe Start, you know, uh, with the family members when they're at the pool, when they're playing games in the park, and our steering committee members go around and have those same conversations. Uh, around Halloween, which is right around the corner, mm-hmm. uh, we turn our admin building into a nice little, uh, I guess, uh, climate-controlled trick-or-treat session uh-huh. where we've set up uh, trick-or-treat safe start stops through the admin building, and then as they get through, uh, we bring them into our conference room where they get to view the Boo Boo Bats videos, and then we treat them with an additional uh, helping of popcorn and soda, which the parents love when the kids get all sugared up. Um, <laughs> we have a bowling event uh, that we usually host either during the homecoming or prom seasons where we focus on the team driving. So we bring everybody in, you know, talk to everybody, let them bowl for a while. Um, let them watch the video and uh, it's amazing some of the stories the employees come back to work with you know that their kids share after that Um, and then we have the uh, the uh, infamous now favorite uh, golf event because I know you're a golfer Uh, well I play golf I wouldn't say I'm a golfer but yeah you're I don't want to correct you but uh, yeah (laughs) you've never played golf or seen me play golf have you (laughs) it's pretty bad I'll just leave it at that That would be a strong competition for who is worse than me or you. I got you. But, yeah, we we focus on that. We have uh, eyes eyes not on task holes, mind not on task holes. Um, We give everybody some uh, safe start cards to uh, just kind of go out and play with around the golf course to see what they come back with. Uh, I capture all that information. And then – even on events like that, you know, you know, you and I pretend that we're golfers, but we even set up booths for people who aren't golfers, That's so they right. can come out, they can enjoy the day, they can still participate in some of the activities, and then they have the chance to win some nice prizes. And it, uh, I get a pretty good turnout every year. That's great. You know, one of the other interesting things I thought was it was almost kind of comical to me was. You, you shared that uh, some of the uh, some of the family members have even gotten so entrenched into the Safe Start concepts that if if you're asking them questions or, or giving them little quizzes about Safe Start as a part of this, that uh, that it's not even really that uh, fun. Not that we're trying to trip them up, but it's not even really that fun for them because they know all the answers automatically and they answer so fast. That's pretty great. You know, sounds like you guys did a lot just to, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I usually go out with the expectation that I at least get to teach a little bit. They give me a a full blown answer. It just kind of takes me off my toes for a minute. (laughs) Takes the wind out of your sails. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit as well about uh, some of the things that you have done with uh, your kind of your own version of, uh, I guess you'd call it Safe Start Bucks. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a classic right now. But again, COVID hit, so we didn't get to fully implement it. But yeah, we have a, a Safe Start store and we create a Safe Start Bucks. And uh, since the steering committee usually wins by unanimous vote, 
uh, my face is on a one, five, ten, and twenty-five dollar bill. And then, uh, obviously, since Larry's ever so famous, he gets to be on the fifty and the hundred. And then people get to use that money to uh, buy things. But the problem is, is they don't actually buy anything with them. They hang them up in their office just to hold over my head. That's great. <laughs> That's a great idea. And, uh, you know, another thing that we discussed that I just, I loved what you did with this was as you were thinking about things to put in your store, uh, you, you actually reached out to some other folks and asked uh, about, what they wanted to see there and particularly with the the younger folks uh in your organization uh, in fact i'm i was talking with a steering committee with another company just the other day and i was bragging on what you had done there reaching out to the younger generation to to just find out you know what what exactly is it that you're interested in having in there uh tell me about some of the creative ideas they came up with there so yeah um any good steering committee um, listens to their crowd, so to speak, and they, yeah. they try to find what the people want. But uh, we usually reach out, and uh, they've created some ideas for some, uh, I guess they're called quarter zips. Mm -hmm. They're a hot commodity right now. We created some Safe Start hoodies, uh, which are a hot commodity. Everybody wants one. Everybody's trying to get one. Uh, even some of the uh, quizzes and uh, different challenges that we throw up are all they're not necessarily steering committee ideas. They came right from the people. That's what they want. So that's what we give them. That's great. Um, if you guys done anything uh, specifically uh, related to COVID, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got protocols in place with it. I don't mean that, but anything that you've really tied Safe Start in with, with COVID related items? Um, actually, wearing one of those items right now, we oh, really? uh, have three versions of. Uh, uh, Safe Start um, Performance slash regular logo uh, neck gaiters. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, went well, especially during this shutdown, since we had a lot of uh, contractors here. Um, we had some regular masks made up. Um, the whole site uh, signed up and took the uh, COVID course, which was, I got a lot of positive feedback on that. Great. Uh, created a digital version of a COVID safe start card, which people use frequently. And uh, to even top that off, it went better than I thought because uh, went around and my steering committee went around and we had some uh, conversations about safe start with contractors. And then we gave them a little token or a gift, as you would say, and let them go home with a navigator. Oh, awesome. That's great. Well, and that just helps to spread the word. And then, uh, you know, I always find that it's important when you have contractors on site, particularly ones that are going to be, uh, you know, be there repeatedly or they're on a regular basis. I always think it's a great idea to include them in these concepts. And, you know, we've had clients as well who have uh, had their contractors then come back and say, hey, we, we learned about Safe Start through XYZ company and tell us more. We want to implement it as well. So I, I always think it's great to just sell that message. Uh, share that message rather uh, with with everyone and uh, particularly contractors because they're going to be there and they're going to be using the same language uh, of, of safe start if you if they know that and it just makes everybody one a part of one big organization even though it may be you know contractor and host uh, host site uh, it's still everybody's talking the same language which is phenomenal so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, 
some of the success that you have, you know, toot your own horn here for a moment, if you will. Tell, tell me a little bit about what all has happened with you guys. Well, it, uh, all the credit goes to the site as a whole. But uh, currently, um, we've been breaking some records quite regularly. Because um, when we first implemented SafeStar, we weren't in such a great place. But we won't talk about that too much. We'll talk about the happy stuff. Absolutely. So we've been four plus years with no lost time accidents. Um, and that's not our emphasis really about setting goals and setting land and uh, landmarks. But our focus has, has and always has been um, start with today. Um, what can you uh, anticipate today to keep everybody safe? That's um, great. I'm such a huge believer in the uh, safe start process, you know, obviously after winning, we got gold status three times in a row and then uh, we uh, finally achieved the uh, platinum status. And then uh, safe start says, well, we don't have anything higher than platinum, so we don't know what to give you this round. <laughs> which, which was kind of, so makes you feel good at the same time because uh, you, you're blowing it away. You're keeping everybody safe. Everybody's doing good. Here on site, they even uh, nicknamed me uh, Mr. Safe Start. Even though Larry is the official face of Safe Start, I, get, I got tagged the nickname, oh, here comes Mr. Safe Start. I wonder what he's going to try and get us with today. You know, I want to underscore something you just said there, and I, I think this really speaks to your success. Uh, when, when you're identified as, you know, the Safe Start guy, second only to Larry, I mean, that's, that's really telling me um, – really how successful and how great of a job that you and your team did. And at some point, I mean, it's a natural progression. Uh, there has to be that handoff from, from the safe start leadership and Larry and perhaps a cult consultant or just to your site leadership. And it sounds like you've taken the ball and ran with it there. Uh, I'm, you know, I was able to spend three days with your folks at the uh, at the workshop there in Milwaukee, but ultimately it was the local leadership, you and your steering committee and your Safe Start champions there that were really crucial to uh, achieving the success you did. Uh, let me ask you a tougher question here. Given hindsight, is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, the one main thing that I would have done definitely going back to the beginning is I definitely would have brought, I guess you could say, a shadow with me. Um, I'm having a hard time, you know, finding somebody that I can turn Safe Start over to or, you know, God forbid something happened to me or I leave the company, uh, I want to see the legacy grow and continue on. Um, I just, I need somebody that can, you know, implement Safe Start and do the job uh, as well and, uh just really wish I would have grabbed somebody to uh, mentor along the way. Yeah. Well, and it's certainly not too late for that, right? And that's the thing is you move forward and continue to move forward. Uh, you can certainly begin pulling somebody into that role. And I'm sure it sounds like you got a lot of safe start champions on site. So it's just a matter of identifying who would be the best one for that. Anything else you'd like to add just to kind of in closing here? Um, the, uh, the only thing I really like to add is uh, it came, uh, I kind of got a chuckle out of it when it came out, but uh, our uh, new safety vision came out not that long ago. And it was about uh, how do we not blame people? How do we help people? 
Mm. And it was really funny because the, uh, the leadership session, success factor number five is exactly that. Yes. No blame. It's all about help. Absolutely. And, uh, I even got the privilege to speak to uh, a group of uh, upper uh, level management about Safe Start. And uh, I think some of them were, were looking up possibly implementing it to their sites, which was one of my long-term goals. And uh, the best thing about Safe Start is uh, that I enjoy is uh, it's not really part of the safety department here at our site. So with that being aside, um, we can all work safely using Safe Start and it can actually be fun. As Larry says often, you know, safety isn't everybody's favorite topic. So it sounds like you've done just a, a great job, uh, not only on site, but also with your family members uh, as well and the family members of your employees, uh, just really getting that message out to everybody and, and making sure that everyone is, is safer because of that. And it uh, sounds like you've done just an amazing job with that. Well, Paul, thanks so much for your time today. I, I really appreciate you sharing your Safe Start journey with us and talking about some of the things that, that you've experienced. Uh, folks, if you'd like more information about uh, the Safe Start COVID course that Paul mentioned earlier, or any of the other subjects that we've talked about today, you can reach out to your Safe Start account executive and they can give you more details. Also, if uh, you uh, have a subject that you would like for us to cover on one of the Safe Start podcasts, uh, please let me know about that as well. You can email me directly at danny at safestart.com, D-A-N-N-Y at safestart.com. Uh, or you can email Tim Page Bodorf as well, Tim at safestart.com. His is easier, only three letters instead of five. Uh, so Tim or Danny at safestart.com and just let us know the subject that you would like to talk about. If you've got someone you'd suggest for us as a uh, potential person to, to have on the podcast, we'd love to hear that as well. So on behalf of the entire Safe Talk with Safe Start team, Paul, again, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. I'm Danny Smith. We'll talk to you again soon.